Hello and welcome into Jam Session. Glad to have whoever you are listening to us. Jam Session is Matt McLaren and Jean-Jacques Taylor. We're two guys who used to do a radio show on ESPN Radio in Dallas, Texas. We now do this podcast. We talk a lot about the Dallas Cowboys, other Dallas sports teams, and just our interests in Dallas, nightlife, stories, beer, all kinds of things. Glad to have you. Thanks for listening. Let's get going. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, review, hang out with us for a while. Right here on the Jam Session Podcast, sponsored as always by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights that legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. But right now, the moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, the TV, the podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, Doc? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast, version 339, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. As we all were watching the conference title games today, the NFC champion, the Philadelphia Eagles, going to yet another Super Bowl, and the AFC that, of course, went right down literally to the final seconds of the game, and we'll get into all of that as Kansas City is back in the Super Bowl once again. So it will be Kansas City and Philadelphia meeting in a little less than two weeks in Glendale, Arizona for Super Bowl 57. And we'll see how that turns out. But before we get into all of that, and there's a lot to get into here, man. I mean, big Cowboys news. We kind of talked about it on our last podcast and figured by the time we got to Monday, we'd know for sure. Well, we do. As the Cowboys trying to still a little conference game momentum away, perhaps, since they're not participating in it, the news breaking during the conference games that Kellen Moore officially will not return as Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. So thoughts on that as we get rolling. But we do need to tell you about Greening Law. I've been working with them now for a year and a half, man, and this process Honestly, it's longer than I would have anticipated. There's so many different things that you go through that you just would not know how to navigate. Having the Green team, having Robert Greening, who took my case and took me on as a client, and working with him, the knowledge, the expertise, the comfort knowing that, okay, well, why are we doing this? And what is this about? And how do I go about this? And they've got the answers for you, and they can lay it out for you. It's... I'm telling you, if you've been hurt in a car accident, injured on the premises of a business, you need to give Robert Greening a call and let him go to bat for you against the insurance companies. Well, I mean, it's the only thing that really makes sense if we're going to keep it real, keep it 100, as young folks say. And that's because who doesn't want somebody that's going to ride with you? I mean, Matt's kind of told you about this process. It's long and it's complicated. It's tedious. And you need some help along the way with making appointments. How about this? Just to make them fast, quick and in a hurry and get them to the best doctors available, the best specialists available. Who doesn't want a teammate like that? Well, that's what the green team does, man. So if you've been involved in a situation like this, it doesn't matter whether you've been in a car accident What's happening at a business, an apartment complex, any place that ain't your crib, 
give the green team a call. 972-934-8900. Because that consultation, that phone call, that don't cost you nothing. If they take your case, it's your lucky day. Um, you can thank us later, as we've told you many times, because they will do the job for you. Indeed, they will. And again, that consultation's free. So give them a call, 972-934-8900. It's Robert Greeny. Call him now. Offices, Dallas, Texas. So the conference championship games, we get an epic game for the most part. And, and if you want to bitch about some of the referees and the calls and all that, fine, whatever. But it goes right down to the end with not not truly a last second field goal, but for all intents and purposes, a field goal to, to basically send Kansas City to the Super Bowl. The other conference championship game between San Francisco and Philadelphia, this is one of those instances that's just unfortunate because once Brock Purdy got hurt, and that He's happened so early in the game, I mean, they, they're going to Josh Johnson who had never played in a playoff game before, was playing on like his... He's basically played on all 32 NFL teams in his career. You knew, you knew that it was over. And if you still had belief, when Josh Johnson went out <laughs> with the concussion and Purdy, they had no choice. They had to bring Purdy back in and you knew he couldn't throw. And basically the Eagles are stacking the box and being like, okay, well, you're not going to run and we know he can't throw, so the game's over. Yeah, now here's here's my only uh, here's my only statement on this. I'm not really trying to hear a bunch of uh, columns and people tomorrow talking about how dumb it is that you can only dress two quarterbacks. And here's why: I didn't read none of that before the game. I'm not disputing that it's dumb. Well, if you got an extra quarterback, yeah. you should because this this happens every now and then. But you know, it's part of the game. It's part of the. the the, uh, the short straw that uh, a team is dealt, if this happens, they'll probably change the rules now. But I ain't trying to hear nothing about that. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw, man. If you, and the bottom line is, if we're telling the truth, we're keeping it honest, if your starting quarterback goes out in the championship game, the odds of you winning are basically slim and none. Yes. Very, very slim and none. And, and fair or unfair, and I know that it's different when you have to go with a different quarterback – the Eagles put up 31 points. So, again, San Francisco's defense, Jalen Hurts, the rush attack of Philadelphia. I mean, look, you had picked Philadelphia to go to the Super Bowl all the way at the beginning of the year. Philadelphia had been the best team in the NFC all season long until right at the end when Jalen Hurts got hurt. And Philadelphia proved, and I've seen things on Twitter going, you know, what an easy road for them. They get to play the Giants and then have to beat a fourth-string quarterback, essentially, in Josh Johnson. Again, all you can do is beat the teams that are put in front of you, and that's what they've done all year long. They are the best team in the NFC, and they deserve a spot in the Super Bowl, and there they are. Yeah, I ain't got no problems with uh, Philadelphia getting there. Um, I put out a tweet earlier, and, and the thing, and I'm not, you know, I've, I've already experienced some some – cowboy foolishness about uh, well you know we've got five Super Bowl appearances they've just got two uh, we've got five trophies they've got one uh, you know it's whatever man but the thing I'll say is Philadelphia and this speaks to the Cowboys Philadelphia has won 13 games three times since 2000 each of those three teams has gone to the Super Bowl and what my point is mm. when they have their really good teams when they have their Hey, it's your year to make something happen. They take advantage of it. When the Cowboys have their year, 07, 14, 
22, they don't take advantage of it. Right. And, and, and it doesn't matter why, because, you know, there's some reasons the Dez wasn't the catch, it should have been a catch. It's whatever, man. You know, the third down, the third down and 33 completion, 33-yard completion that Aaron Rodgers makes yeah. a ridiculous throw and catch. It doesn't matter why it doesn't happen. I'm just telling you, when Philadelphia has had these opportunities, they've cashed them in and gotten to the championship game or gotten to the Super Bowl. When the Cowboys have had these opportunities, for whatever reason, they failed. Other teams cash in, the Cowboys have failed. And see, here's the disappointing thing. Like, you can't really even say Detroit and Washington because they've been so bad, they haven't had any teams that you would really say, like, oh, they should have made a run that year. Maybe they should have got to the playoffs one year, but nobody looked at those teams and said, oh, yeah, they got a Super Bowl team in them. Yeah. And so, really, Dallas is the only team in the NFC that's had legit Super Bowl caliber teams, NFC Championship caliber teams that have somehow very creatively and imaginatively failed to get there. Yeah, Philadelphia doing it is fascinating because you look at their three trips, their last three trips. I mean, obviously, this is their fourth overall trip to the Super Bowl, but I'm not talking about the one back in 1980. But even in recent history, you're, you're talking about they've gone to the Super Bowl with three different head coaches and three different main quarterbacks with Don and McNabb, obviously, in 04. And really, in recent history, I mean, you go through the bit with Doug Peterson, you get rid of him. You move to Nick Sirianni, who all of us are like, like, well, who the hell is this guy? And all of a sudden, Nick Sirianni is already in a Super Bowl. And they did it with Nick Foles somehow when they won, when they beat the Patriots back in Super Bowl 52. And they're doing it again now with Jalen Hurts. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, a, a, a former Texas high school football quarterback, everybody is probably well aware of his story. The leadership of that guy, the intangibles of that man, of a dude who gets pulled at halftime of a national championship game, watches his backup win the national championship game, ends up staying at Alabama and watching Tua grow into what he was and then transferring to Oklahoma, gets drafted in the second round, isn't the starter to start his NFL career and eventually takes over and is now playing for a Super Bowl championship. Man, I got number love for Jalen Hurts, man. He's no doubt. A ter- he's a terrific player. Um... And, you know, just his approach, man. He's he's just a worker and a doer. And I got I got respect for that, man. Um, he's not a complainer. He's just – I just work. I just get it done. Left Alabama, didn't complain, went to OU and did his thing there. Got to the league and, you know, slowly did his thing. And um, there's a place for him in the league, man. And I, and I say that meaning, like, clearly he doesn't have a skill set of uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, who does? Or even a Josh Allen, but he can do certain things and the way they built their team right now, it, it works. Now he's about to get big money real quick and we'll see how it works from there. But for now, man, what's not to like about him? He's a legit quarterback. And again, what did he do, Matt? He took advantage of the opportunity when his team was really good to go make it happen. Yeah, he did exactly that. And and. On his rookie deal. I mean, as much as it pains me that Philadelphia is going back to the Super Bowl for the second time in five years and has a chance to win another Super Bowl contract championship, it's it's what it is, and that's it's it's that. And, and the flip side of this is Kansas City in their fifth consecutive AFC championship game now going to, and it's just like when you start talking about what Kansas City has done. 
in the last four seasons. I mean, th- this is their fifth consecutive, but even in just the last four seasons, this is their third Super Bowl in four years. Pat Mahomes with the chance to get a second ring. And what's wild is the dude's 27 years old, and if he decided to retire after this season, he would walk into the Hall of Fame in five years. He, would, he, is, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer right now. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think the thing about it is, I think he is his, I was doing this the other, so check this out, man. I was teaching my class the other day, and I was trying to talk to them. I can't remember what we were doing, but uh, it was something that we ended up saying. I ended up saying, hey, let's just rank the top five quarterbacks. And they started rattling off names. And as I looked at the list, I was like, it's really Pat Mahomes and... There's a gap between the next group, bro. Like, it used to be like Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers, and you kind of stuck those three together. And then there was a little gap between four and five. Dude, you tell me. It looks to me like it's Pat Mahomes and a gap and then everybody else because the next level level is probably Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Am I missing somebody from the next level? No, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, to me, it, I might, I'd put Mahomes up there underneath. Like, I don't know if I'd put, or excuse me, I don't know if I'd put Burrow with with Allen. I, I think that there's like Mahomes is above Burrow and then Burrow is on that second like tier. And then there's a gap to where you want to put Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and whomever else that maybe a Justin Herbert or whatever that you want to throw in there on that level of these, this next group of really good young quarterbacks. All right, well, see, there's the conversation because, and, and so you can flip flop with that, but I think the point is everybody's got Mahomes by himself. Yeah. And then you get to the next guy. And that I mean, that just tells you the level of what he did and what he did today on, uh, you know, one leg. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And, 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 you know, knowing again, they get rid of his top receiver, Tyree Kill. You're rolling out there with, with Valdez Scantling, who had a huge game, Travis Kelsey. And again, it goes down to the frustrations that you see as a Cowboys fan. Everybody on the football field knows that Travis Kelsey is going to get targeted time and time and time again. And yet Travis Kelsey, time and time and time again, continues to produce. Even when the other team knows that they are going to be looking for Travis Kelsey, it's just absolutely incredible how they continue to find ways to get him the ball. I mean, he had 7 for 78 today and a touchdown. Obviously, Valdez Scantling had the 6 for 116. But it, it, it's almost like the Cooper Cup thing that we've talked about for the last couple of years before Cup was hurt this year. We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. You knew Cup was going to get the ball, and they they still got him the ball. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's I was I was going to say with the Chiefs thing, it, I can get down with it because what do you re- what are you really talking about? You're talking about a Hall of Fame quarterback and a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame tight end and a Hall of Fame coach who's also the play caller. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Whatever the whatever they do on uh, on offense, but I, I think it all starts with Mahomes being a great player, and sure. then, you know Travis Travis Kelsey's a great player. So I mean, you got two great players like that, bro. I mean, you're really talking about unstoppable. It's just a matter of you know if everybody else does their job in terms of pass protection and right. everything else. It's just hard to stop them cats. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see because if Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, I, he will be the highest paid quarterback to ever win because he's got a cap hit this year about $36 million, and then it jumps up to the 46 almost $47 million next year, which is the reason why they didn't extend Hill and all that. We've kind of talked about that before. But when you've got that guy on that level and he is that elite, 
then you can get rid of a Tyreek Hill and this thing will still flow because he is the quarterback that will raise others around him, much like we've seen Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and the greats of all time do because they're elite, elite quarterbacks. The Peyton Mannings of the world and guys like that. I mean, this dude is a generational elite level surefire Hall of Famer and watching him today. And I will say, man, I thought Joe Burrow, when they had to give the ball back and punt it, and I know they pinned him deep and there's two minutes left or whatever it was. I kind of thought Joe Burrow might take Cincinnati down there and get him into field goal range, but he gets end up getting sacked on third down and they had to give it back to Kansas City. That unfortunate, unfortunate hit. Like Osai has, I mean, you know Mahomes is trying to get out of bounds. Right. I just, and I, I know it's a bang-bang play when you're on the field, but Mike, you just, you cannot touch the guy. You just can't. No, you can't. But you want me to tell you what I've seen? I think I know the answer, but I find this very, very interesting. Several people have basically tweeted the video of Joseph Asai sobbing on the sideline will stick with me as much as anything I saw today. Every single person makes a mistake every single day. Can you imagine that one being yours? I didn't hear none of that shit for Brett Maher. No, you didn't. I mean, I like I didn't hear none of like, oh my God. We all screwed up at work. We've all had that one day where nothing went right. Murphy's Law. I mean, it's not like he can't kick that kick. Wow. No, I heard nothing but shits and giggles when it came to Brett Maher. Is that just because he's a kicker? I think it's that and the fact he's a cowboy. Could be. Could be. I, I, I but think- I just... It, it, I think it's really interesting that for whatever reason, you know, there, there's so much just angst, it, it, even amongst the Cowboys fan base, so much irritation at the Cowboys that people are so quick to rip anything. And for whatever reason, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are like the most lovable franchise that I can recall. Like it feels like every single, unless you are a Cincinnati fan, and I know some Cincinnati fans. It feels like everybody in the country is rooting for Kansas City and just loves Kansas City. They love Pat Mahomes. They love right, Andy right. Reid. And, and, and I don't know what it is about them. You know, Pat Mahomes, his wife is kind of an asshole on Twitter, think, on social think, media and stuff. I don't think kind of needs to be put in front I mean, the stuff that she says and does and all that, <laughs> and like he's had to tell her on social media, hey, you know, kind of pipe it down a little bit there, babe. But... I, I mean, it's it's really interesting to me that Kansas City is embraced as like this super lovable, man, awesome to see Mahomes doing this and, and kick ass for Kansas City. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I don't have any hard feelings against Kansas City. I don't love them or anything. I was hoping Cincinnati would win because they never have, but I don't know. It's interesting. No, it's um, – I mean, I think that's – this is just me. I think it's because not only is Pat Mahomes a great player, he plays an effervescent, fun style. It seems like he's having fun. It seems like he's a good dude. Uh, he does magical things with the ball that other quarterbacks can't do, and I think all of that gives you a good vibe to him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something. But everybody loves Mahomes, and you know Andy Reid has always just seemed like a really good human being and a good person. And you look at this now, this is going to be an interesting Super Bowl matchup. It's Andy Reid against a team that he coached for years and years with Philadelphia. It's the, they're already calling it the Kelsey Bowl because Travis Kelsey plays for the Chiefs. His brother, Jason Kelsey, plays for the Eagles. So they're going to play against each other in this thing. I don't know. It's interesting. And, and 
I can find myself rooting for Jalen Hurts because of his story. And I, I really like the way that he represents himself and how he always just kept his head down. And like you said earlier, he's a worker and he busted his ass. I will never root for Philadelphia. I hope Kansas City beats Philadelphia 52 to nothing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I want Philadelphia to get embarrassed in the Super Bowl, but I don't think that's going to happen because this is a damn good team with a really good roster. Well, that's gonna be, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Bro. Should be. I really do. Uh, I really think it's going to be a hell of a game. I'd love uh, – I don't know who – I think uh, I think I just want to see a great game. I don't really care who wins. Uh, I don't have that, that, that hate for Philadelphia that, that Matt has. And, and plus, I, I probably that I don't mind Jalen Hurts winning. Uh, my cousin, Doug, grew up in Philadelphia, so he may become a bit obnoxious. But aside from that, uh, I don't know. I think I'd like to see both quarterbacks play well. I'm all down for uh, – the black quarterback. Yes, I know. I, I still root for the black quarterback because we still don't have enough black coaches uh, for me to for me to uh, be able to be like, wow, that guy sucks as a black coach. What does he still got a job for? Uh, but we can do that with black quarterbacks now, uh, kind of sort of. So uh, I'm I'm down with that. Uh, but I, I think it's gonna be a great game, bro. It should I'm be. Forward to it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be. I'll be pulling for the Chiefs and see if Mahomes gets a second ring and Andy Reid gets another ring. And, and, and this, you know, if that happens, you start looking at the Chiefs and kind of like a little dynasty here, even though they, they haven't won the Super Bowl three seasons ago, they won it. So two years in a row, they didn't win it. And now a chance to get another ring. It'll be interesting, but it should be a good one in Arizona coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll see if the Cowboys the can ever figure it out. Here's the thing. They need to win it. <laughs> yeah, they you know do. I mean? I kind of wondered that, too, if, you know, Mahomes is going to be around and they'll be able to build around him as long as, I mean, it's kind of like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But then again, they only ever got to one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, despite Mike McCarthy. Now with LaFleur, they still never figured it out except for one time. And once those guys start to age out, you never know for sure if you'll have the things you need, even defensively to be able to provide even somebody as great as an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees at times. If you'll be right. able to give them what they need, which isn't a lot, but can you still do that as this initial wave of guys? It kind of ages out. The team turns over. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that's true, bro. Uh, and that's why it's important to win when you've got that guy and we've got him on a manageable deal, and you can put it all together. And uh, that's why we make such a big deal about Dak not being able to get it done with the Cowboys and yeah. the Cowboys in general not being able to get it done. Yeah. They've had two cracks at it, once with Romo and then once with uh, once with Dak. Yeah, and they, they've got a couple of young receivers, man, but the main dude, Travis Kelsey, is 33. McKinnon, who they use a lot in the passing game at running back, is 30. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, even Valdez Scantling will be 29 next year, and he's not getting any younger. So uh, interesting to see how long that they're able to hold open this, this contending window. But kind of like Cincinnati – and how we all viewed the Packers and the Saints for forever. When you've got that guy at quarterback, you figure you're at least in the playoffs pretty much every year. So then can things continue to go your way in the playoffs? And the Chiefs, you know, that was one thing, and we've talked about this before, man, that New England figured out and did better than anybody where they would win and get one of those buys to where they didn't have to play. They, they win one playoff game and you're already in the conference title game. And, man, the Chiefs, you look at this. Now, they didn't do it last year in 2021. They also didn't go to the Super Bowl. The three years that they've gone to the Super Bowl, they had a bye and only had to win two playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. 
that's how you do it, bro. <laughs> that's you know, and that's what's frustrating about the uh, Cowboys because they've yeah. had those opportunities where boom, you win the game that you're favored to win at the crib, and you're in the NFL ch- NFC Championship game. Boom. That's all you gotta do. You ain't gotta do nothing special. Just do that, and it's all good. And uh, three times they haven't done that. <laughs> no, no, they haven't. And so we'll all uh, again watch a Super Bowl without the Dallas Cowboys. The good news is Dallas has still won a Super Bowl more recently than the San Francisco 49ers have. Wow. Facts. I'm just here for facts. <laughs> Did I say okay. something incorrect? Stop it, man. I'm just stop, saying. Stop, stop. That's the there's a 49ers fan hardcore in my fantasy league and he was talking some shit earlier and then when they lost I said, "Well, I guess it's another year where the Cowboys still have a lower Super Bowl drought than you guys." And he has no response cuz how can he respond? <laughs> there is no response. Cuz it's it. the correct phrase. I mean, that's true. I mean, I would say fine if you want to be the skinniest fat guy. Hey, man, sometimes that's all you got to be. Sometimes that's all you got to (laughs) be. And I get that they've played in all these championship games and they've been to the Super Bowl a couple of times. But, man, we've got a more recent diamond than the 49ers do. (laughs) So let's tell you, Bruce Bill Tongue, I hope you guys have gotten a chance to try this. If not, do yourself a favor at some point while you're listening to this, maybe jump online at bruisebiltong.com, B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G. It's a traditional South African air-dried meat. It's similar to beef jerky, but it isn't beef jerky. It's better. It's more savory. It's more tender. Zero sugar. No artificial ingredients. And it's super lean and very high in protein. It's one of the snacks that I, I man, I've gotten to a point where I just absolutely enjoy it because it's filling and it's such a good protein snack. It's delicious, man. If you haven't tried it, do yourself a favor. Go order some. Nah, man. The thing about Biltong is it's got all the great stuff that you love about beef jerky. But it ain't got none of the stuff that you don't like about beef jerky. Like, it doesn't get stuck in your teeth. It's not dry. This stuff is actually pretty juicy, man. I don't, you know, you could almost call it like lunch meat. It's not, but you could almost call it that because it's that succulent, man. It's that juicy. It's that tasty. Uh, me and Matt have both kind of uh, moved a little bit to the slab just because you can slice it and dice it how you want to. But we still rock the most with the slice built on. Uh, and, you know, I like it because it's a great snack. Middle of the day, 30 grams of protein in a two-ounce pouch. That's what I really get down with, 230 calories. It's fantastic. You can't go wrong if you get some beef jerky, but you can never go wrong and be better with built on. Did y'all get that? Bill Talk. Not beef jerky. You can't go wrong with it. But Bill Talk will be right forever. That's exactly right. I like that. Bruce Bill Tong is the best. It's B-R-U-S. B-I-L-T-O-N-G dot com. Use the promo code JAM15 and you'll get 15% off your order whenever you go to the checkout. Also, of course, the podcast made possible by Freeway Tire Shop. Maybe you need some new tires. Maybe you need some mechanic work or an oil change. Whatever it is. Swing by over there at Freeway Tire Shop just north of downtown Dallas and experience the mechanic you can trust and a team, JR's crew, that will blow your mind with the level of customer service you experience while you're over there. Bro, the thing about Freeway Tire is that, one, the customer service is all the way good all the time for anybody who goes over there, and two, it's the fact that you don't have to worry about your car once you drop it off to JR and his crew. Meaning, you can trust them to, how about this, just diagnose what's wrong with the daggone thing. 
then he'll ask you what kind of parts you want to use if you use these they cost a little less they last a little less you use these it costs a little more they last a little longer where do you how you want to ride with it and then you can trust him to charge you a fair price man you can trust him to stand behind your his work i i don't know what else you want in a mechanic if your person isn't doing that then you need to go to jr he's five minutes from downtown right up 35 north toward denton you get off at commonwealth stay on the service road he's right through the light on the right you cannot miss him Tell me your boys from Jam Session sent you, and you will be thrilled. He's he's done a lot of work for people on Jam Session. I haven't heard anybody yet say anything other than JR is fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. He It's elite. I'm telling you it's elite. It's Freeway Tire Shop. Go check them out. You can find out more information, request an appointment, schedule a quote. What Schedule an appointment, request a quote online at freewaytireshop.com. So the big news that we got to get to involving the Cowboys, it is official Kellen Moore is out. He will not return as offensive coordinator. He will not return in any role with the Dallas Cowboys. He will move on elsewhere, completing almost almost a complete overhaul of the entire offensive staff of this football team because Doug Nussmeyer, whose contract was up, they also made it known that they will not be bringing him back. He was quarterback's coach. You know, your wide receiver's coach was gone, your offensive line coach. So they're they're changing a lot in offense, but obviously the big one with Kellen Moore moving on and the announcement that they have let it be known that Mike McCarthy is going to take over and will be the play caller coming up for the new season in the fall of 2023. Um, I think it's uh it's interesting to me because they've had success. They haven't had success in the playoffs, and that's what it's all about. Um, but I think, and you know, I told you I might owe a friend of mine an apology. Uh, but it's I, I got caught up in the Cowboys, and I said, oh, they'll do something different. Whenever you have what is considered a disappointing season by whoever's in charge, um, somebody has to be the fall guy especially in the National Football League. I've just learned this from years of covering the league. And a fall guy, Matt, has got to be somebody with some juice. So it wasn't any of those guys who got fired last week Mm. because what are they really in charge of? They're taking their orders from somebody else. And so if you're really going to have a fall guy, if you're really going to claim a disappointment and we're changing things, then it either had to be McCarthy or it had to be Quinn or it had to be Kellen Moore. Uh, for it to be a true fall guy. And I was a little surprised. I didn't think they pulled the trigger on Kellen Moore, uh, considering, you know, how well, how much, how many points they scored and all that stuff um, during, the, um, during the time that Dak got back. So, but as I told you, bro, and you know I've been around this a long time, and this one didn't require rocket science, but when he refused to commit to him last week, I was like, Matt, mm. does he have to evaluate you know, Dan Quinn to know if he wants him back, whether he, if he's available, yeah. the answer would be no. Like if Dan Quinn didn't get a job, if Dan, if they had asked Dan about Dan Quinn, hey, we know he's out there interviewing, but if he doesn't get a job, do you want him back? Oh, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to kill him more back if he doesn't get a job? Well, come on now, you know we evaluate it. Hey, come on, dog. So as soon as he said that, the answer was no. And the answer to me seemed to be like, oh, they're moving on and. That's interesting. Change is uh, good. It ain't never convenient. But here's the question, Matt, and this is always a big thing to me on this particular thing. 
So if Mike McCarthy is going to take over the play calling, it's still interesting to me that it's the same offense. Yeah, I thought so as well. If it's the same offense and you just calling the plays differently, that, that ain't really change change. And if Dak likes the offense so much, well, hey, bro, so what? You ain't one shit in this offense. So let's switch it up and let's do the offense that I know best. You got all off season to learn it, buddy boy. Um, the other thing, and then I'll get you your uh, your thoughts on this, Matt, is that now I think it's set up pretty clearly for everybody to see. Jerry expects you to take a step next year with your offense. <laughs> yeah, and if it don't. Mike McCarthy, whether he wins 12 games or not, will be gone, and I would predict that Dan Quinn would be your new head coach with a new offensive coordinator and new approach. Yeah, it, it kind of felt that way to me as well. The fact that they were able to get Dan Quinn to return, and when that announcement came out on Thursday afternoon or Friday or whenever it was that they announced that Dan Quinn was telling other teams that he was not going to leave the Cowboys – I kind of wondered if Jerry had called him or something and, was, and, and boosted his pay and that there's kind of an idea of hang around for another year and let's see how it goes. I don't know. I just thought it, it's really interesting because Quinn was getting a lot of interest and he could have gone to, it sounded like Denver wanted him. It sounded like Arizona was really high on him. He had interviewed at a couple of places and maybe he looked at those places and said, not for me. I don't know. If he's happy in Dallas and loves his situation and he gets to make really, really good money and doesn't have the pressure of being a head coach, who knows? But it does feel very much so like this is a Jerry letting McCarthy know that I expect something more next year or we're going to make a change, and McCarthy may be saying, okay, but then I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, but is it, I mean, but is it really his way? Because you ain't running your offense. You right. ain't running the West Coast offense that you that you won with Aaron Rodgers with. Maybe he just thinks, and, and again, they're going to go get an offensive coordinator, but the, McCarthy will be the play caller. Maybe he thinks that he's seen some things in games that, that he, Kellen missed, that they would go back through and he'd be like, hey, you know, I, I would have called this play here in this situation, or when we saw that, we should have gone, who knows? Maybe he feels like he needs to be more hands-on with Dak in in-game situations or something with the 15 interceptions and all the turnovers and the forcing of the ball at times. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is because it is really strange that you would do these moves and keep the offense exactly the same with the same terminology and everything. Yeah, I think it was um, I think it was two things when it comes to Kellen Moore. I think, uh, and this is what happens if you stay in one place too long, man. Uh, you stop being a boy genius and you be like, okay, so how come you can't do this again? Yeah. And I think San Francisco shutting them down in consecutive years played a big role in the thought process to be like, we're going to have to go through San Francisco and Philadelphia to get where we're trying to go. And he ain't seemed to be able to figure out how to solve San Francisco's thing, especially in the second half uh, where they've just destroyed us. I mean, I think that's what people have been saying inside right. the building by Kellen Moore. And then the other thing, and this does not surprise me at all, I heard some people say that uh, they just they they didn't they at one point they thought he was head coach potential, and then that faded because 
He does not have a presence about him. And what I mean is he's not the kind of guy you look up and say, oh, yeah, that guy commands a room. That guy commands respect. That guy can tell Des Bryant or somebody else to, you know, sit down and shut up right now or figure out a way to calm down an angry player or, or whatever or stand up and be a man to an angry player or a player who's frustrated or a player who's mad or whatever. Uh, now, Jason Garrett had a lot of howdy duty to him, but you also saw him in some circumstances command a room and take right. over a room. And you could be like, Oh well, shit! Yeah, Gary got Gary got a little something to him now. He got a little fake howdy duty to him, but he also got a little something to him. And I think that the uh, the powers that be over the Cowboys just wondered if he if he could ever be a head coach for them because he just he just doesn't have that type of presence. Yeah, it makes sense. And and you, you kind of wonder the idea like when McCarthy came in originally. You know, we've talked about this before. I mean, we, we've talked about this multiple times. Talked about it a lot when he was hired. Because he had said that he felt it, he had made a mistake in Green Bay by letting someone else call the plays and that he would not do that again if he ever got a chance to, to be a head coach again. Then he gets hired in Dallas and immediately it's known that Kellen Moore is going to stick around and is going to call the plays. And I always thought that was interesting. And maybe it, it did get to a point. There's that part of it. And also at the time, you know, McCarthy wanted the continuity with Dak to have that same voice in his ear, the same terminology. He wanted Dak to have the same offense. But then you look at it and you say, okay, well, maybe they've looked at it over the last couple of seasons. And this is a guy who, yes, he missed five games this year, but his completion percentage dropped. He obviously threw way more interceptions than we've ever seen him throw in his entire career. And some of his numbers that he had gotten to in year six fell off in year seven. And maybe McCarthy looks at it as, okay, it's time. He needs a different viewpoint. Having the same viewpoint with the same familiarity isn't working. And there really wasn't any progress. And we talked about that. Dak regressed this year. Right, right. And if part of the reason why he wanted to keep everything the same was for him and it ends up not progressing year after year, why not make the change? Nah, bro. I mean, I think it, again, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like being pregnant, man. Um, there's never a convenient time. I mean, maybe sometimes a little better than others, but it ain't never convenient. Yeah. And so changing all this stuff ain't never going to be convenient. It's just a matter of when do you think it's best to pull the trigger, what's your plan once the trigger is pulled, and then how do you think uh, the quarterback responds? Um, because everybody's job is on the line, man. Uh, his time in Dallas is on the line potentially. Uh, McCarthy's job is uh, is definitely on the line, uh, and if his job is on the line, you know that means all the all the offensive coaches who come in, will, their jobs will be on the line. Like, what kind of offense coordinator you get when when you yeah. say, "Hey, I'm calling the plays." I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, nobody who who matters. I wondered <laughs> the same thing because, it, like, what is the guy going to do? I mean, maybe he's a. I mean, obviously it'll be some kind of quarterback's coach kind of thing. But, you know, he'll have a role, but, you know, it depends on who he gets. Uh, I mean, maybe it'll be somebody he's worked with before. And maybe it's it's more of an ideas person who knows him really well and says, hey, what do you think about this, Mike? Or what do you, you know, maybe we can yeah. expand the offense and do this or that or, you know, something like that. Or maybe it's somebody who, who really, uh, who's the quarterback's coach who works more on fundamentals with Dak because apparently his fundamentals can be inconsistent and that leads to, you know, some of the poor throws. So I don't know, there's a, it's a lot of moving parts there. 
But, uh, you know, change is difficult, but it can be good. I will say this. Ain't no guarantee that it will be good. No. You know, it's just change. And, it, you know, everybody, it's change. When it comes to your sports teams, most people assume change is good. Oh, get that bum out of there and add this guy. Everything right. will be better. That really ain't how it works. <laughs> so hopefully for Dallas it'll be good, but you never know. It's going to be it's, – it's very interesting to see because, again, I mean, we're, we're talking several offensive coaches – that will not be back, and there'll be a lot of different voices involved in the offense, and Dan Quinn is coming back, and it, re- it really does feel like a, all right, you better give me some results next year because my defense gave up 19 points in a loss to San Francisco in the divisional round this year, and last year at the wild card at home held them to 23, and our offense in both those games couldn't get above 17. And you're supposed to win when you do that, especially this year. When, right. when the defense plays the way it played, you're supposed to figure out a way to win that game, especially given the offensive prowess you showed much of the season under Dak. And so I think, to me, that was a big disappointment. And I don't think they saw it coming. Plus, especially, you know, when you see the way the season ended against Washington, you're just like, what? what, what is this? We all look bad yeah. going into the postseason. Yeah, yeah, it's – it's going to be interesting, but it re- I mean, it, it really does feel, and, and I said this when they lost last week and we were talking about it, it really does kind of feel like if they do not get to an NFC title game next season, that that'll be it for Mike McCarthy. They'll have given him four seasons. They'll look at it and be like, you're not the guy to get us over the hump. And I, I agree with you. I think that they would move Dan Quinn in, as the head coach. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's just set up to be like that. So I think Everybody has a good feel for where it's going. And um, when you look at the moves around the chessboard, it just seems to be the move that makes the most sense. Why would he stay? And now that he is here, he gives you an option where you can maintain continuity if you choose to make that move. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. But it is a very interesting moves the Cowboys are making on offense. And. Like you said, all you can do is hope that it's for the better. And and they've it's still it's still I don't care who the hell the play caller is, you still gotta go out and get more weapons in this offense. You just flat out have to get more weapons. Now, yes, it would be nice on third and tens in crucial playoff games if all three wide receivers aren't weren't running ten yard curls. That would be cool. <laughs> but I, I I I don't know that it was necessarily the offensive play calling that stood out to me as, oh, man, man, if we change this, we're, we're on to something here. And that's why you got to turn him a fall guy. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he did a bad job. No, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. In the, in the game against San Francisco, the offense stunk. And if that's what we're judging everything on, then okay. I understand that. But it'll be up to McCarthy to put him in that situation again next year and see if they can get past that hump. I, I, to it me, appears, it's. It appears that that is what we are judging him on. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Apparently, because you, you put up a lot of points. You were, what, number two in the NFL when Dak was healthy and points scored. I think in three of the four years that Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator, they were top four in points. So, I mean, it, it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's tough, but the name of the game well, is getting that ring, and, and I guess they're going to give McCarthy one more shot at getting it. I think it's also something to be said for, because um, remember, bro, this is basically the same offense the Cowboys ran under Jason Garrett. 
which is basically what the same offense they ran in the 90s. Yeah. And that offense in and of itself is built on what? You have to win your one-on-one battle. Ultimately, that's what it's based on. Well, other offenses say, hey, Matt, we realize you're not good enough to win your one-on-one battle, so we're going to create this rub route for you. Now you ain't even got to win it. Right. We'll just scream you open. And I think McCarthy, Jerry, some other folks would like to see more scheme play, more scheme that results in open receivers or big gains. Like Kyle Shanahan, he's scheming folks open. Yeah. And they got a master class in watching that against the 49ers. Maybe they got tired of that. By the way, I also thought it was kind of interesting. And, and look, I believe that Jerry probably told McCarthy this, but I thought it was funny when McCarthy said the other day that Jerry had made it known to him that he hopes that he can be Tom Landry and essentially coach the Cowboys for like the next 30 years. <laughs> I bet he does. And I saw that. I was like, I'm sure he does hope that. But is he going to – do you honestly think Jerry will be cool if, like Tom Landry, Mike McCarthy is here for a decade without them winning a Super Bowl? Uh, no, sir. Don't think so. Because as I recall, Tom Landry was in what? Like, see, year 12, I think, when they finally won a Super Bowl? Yeah, you ain't getting that kind of leash. No, I mean, uh, it, it, like, people forget when, they, when Landry was first here, the first six, seven years the Cowboys existed, they sucked. And they never even sniffed the playoffs the first. I think it was the first. I mean, it might have been seven years. I can't remember. It was six or seven years yeah. before right. they finally started to turn it into something. No, he just had patient ownership. Otherwise, he'd have been long gone. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see how we'll see how much he wants McCarthy to be Tom Landry when the Cowboys lose in the wild card game next year. He's like, well, I wanted you to be, but you didn't get to the NFC title game. So, well, you're fired. Hey, Dan Quinn's our new head coach. <laughs> Dude, stop. It. It'll be great. It'll be great for all of us. You know what else will be great? The big game, as we all know, it's coming up. It's two weeks away. It'll be on February 12th. You need to get your order in for the big game pack from Smokey John's. For $149.95, you get brisket queso. You get four pounds of wings, 20 hot links, bread, chips, Smokey John's barbecue sauce, all the good stuff that comes along with that. I mean, you see the pictures of this big game pack, and it is a feast. You talk about feeding you and your friends for the big game. It's available at Smokey John's Barbecue, so check them out online. You can give them a call and put in your order for that big game pack. Or you can swing by Smokey John's Barbecue and just order the jam session bowl that they made special for us. But whatever you do with Smokey John's, you can't go wrong because it's phenomenal across the board. Smokey Chance is where it's at, dog. Uh, those are my boys. They're fantastic. Juan and Brent. The food is sensational. Doesn't matter what you get on the menu, on the secret menu. It's all delicious. Uh, the jam session bowl is something outerworldly, man. It's either a mac and cheese base or a mashed potato base. Either one of them is sensational. Your choice of two out of five smoked meats, your boy, typically rocks with the brisket and the sausage. Uh, and then, man, it's all the stuff you find on a loaded baked potato. You know, chives, butter, bacon bits, uh, sour cream. They drizzle it with that sensational sauce, man. Barbecue sauce. And, uh, dude, it's to die for. 
It is. Good for two. Three people can eat it. I mean, it's to die for, literally. It's, or to live for so you can mm, have more and more and more. Yes, like make it happen, man. So check them out at Smokey <laughs> John's Barbecue and get your orders in for the big game pack. You can give them a call if you want. It's 214-352-2752. 214-352-2752 to get an order in for the big game pack and see what else they can do for you there at Smokey John's Barbecue. So before we wrap this up, and I wanted to address the question that you sent me the other day on text because I saw it and I was like, man, I was trying to think about it because you simply asked, when was the last time that you went to the movie theater? Yeah, bro. Like the actual movie theater to go see a movie. And I'm trying to remember. Okay, I remember when it was. I remember it now. It would have been summer last summer when i had my son in town we took him and all of us went and saw top gun maverick in the theater how much that cost you bro it was not cheap (laughs) (laughs) i think it was now again we went for a matinee so we did go for the cheaper ticket but even then i mean it was minimum minimum 36 bucks bro movies have lost their freaking minds yes they have I decided I had some time the other day, so I said, oh, let me check out a movie. And this was this was at North Park. And so the tickets were like $12. And it was, uh, I think it was 4 o'clock when I went. Something like that. But, dude, I went up there, and so I said, oh, maybe I'll get something to eat. Bro, the choices were amazing now. They had mac and cheese bites. They had flatbread pizza. It's been a while since I've been to the movies. I just yeah. figured it out. But dude, bottled water, five sixty nine for a bottled water. Yep. Ten dollars for a popcorn. I mean, what are we doing, bro? It's a lot, man. It is. It is a lot. Like I don't. Like I, I was like, I don't know when I'll go to the movies again. I mean, I really don't. You could damn near stream anything you want to at the crib. You can certainly eat better at the crib. I ain't talking healthy. I'm just talking cheaper. The only way is just it's out of control. But I was going to say, because we did this a few years ago when we were in Dallas. The problem is, is that we don't go to the theater this much. But AMC does their A-list thing where for $20 a month, you can go and watch three movies a week. And so, like, if you end up, if you go, I mean, really, if you go to two movies a month, just a couple a month, it ends up paying for itself. But that's per person, right? So I forget what the cost was. I think we used to try to go to see a movie once a week. And we both had the A-list thing. And then if you're doing that, because we enjoy movies, but then it got to a point where sometimes there wasn't a movie we wanted to see or it wasn't playing at a time that was convenient for us. And, and so, you know, I, I didn't want to deal with traffic trying to get over there. So we would try to go to like the first matinee of the day or whatever. Right, right, right. It's just different things like that. And then you get like 10% off on food and drink and different things like that. If you are a big movie fan, that's probably the way to do it. Because, I mean, you could see 12 movies a month for 20 bucks. Yeah, that'd be good, but I shit. I don't know who's going to the movies that much. Well, there's a dude, one of the guys that, that works up at the radio station where I, I am here in Birmingham, he has that, and he goes once a week after the show, he goes and watches a movie. And he, he goes and see... Dude? Do what? See a young single dude? 
Uh, he he's my age, but he's and he's not married. He has a like he lives with his girlfriend or whatever. But okay. she she like, you know, because I mean, you know, how our schedules were in radio like we have different schedules than a normal person. So like our show is over at two and he's basically done. And so his lady doesn't get off work till like five or five thirty. So he'll go and watch a movie and then go home. I gotcha, I gotcha. So gotcha. it kind of works out like that. But, and so for something like that, then yeah, it makes sense because otherwise, man, I mean, for three people to go, and we, I mean, I think we might have ended up getting to something. But I was talking about like just prices for the show was minimum like $36. And I just sat here and thought, man, I hope this is a damn good movie because we could rent this four months from now for five bucks. Bro, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about, man. I'm just like, it it was out of control, man. It was just it was out of control. It is out of control, and it's unfortunate. And I know that they've done a lot in the world of theaters, offering stuff like AMC does, you know, and trying to do things where they they offer better seating and the screens and the sound, and now you can get food and different th- types of things. But man, it it's the problem is, I mean, how there are certain movies, and I felt like Top Gun was one of them that would be worth seeing in the theater. Because yes. of the big screen and the power of the sound. But I mean, right, mo- right. most of us now at home, I mean, you can get a really big TV for a very affordable price these days that has a great picture. You can also afford really high quality sound. And like you said, I'm sitting at home. I can pause it if I want to. If I want to go to the bathroom, whatever, I don't have to miss anything. I don't know. Like, there are very few movies where I feel like, like, I, I want to see Avatar. I'm not going to go see that in a movie theater. <laughs> I'll wait till it comes out to rent and I'll be fine with that. All right. Uh I remembered I took pictures. Uh bottled water 539. Uh bottled juice iced tea 539. Smart water 609. Candy 559. Good lord. Hey, how about lifestyle snacks? You want to eat a little healthier? Uh planter sweet and salty trail mix 649. Uh, rhythm white cheddar cauliflower, six forty nine. Beef jerky. I th- I think you should all eat. You know what would I say? Butt strips. Yes, biltong. Uh, biltong, uh, seven forty nine. And uh, dude, it was. Uh, I think they had some flatbread pizza up here that was like ten dollars. Oh, I'm I sure they did. Dude, it was crazy. I mean, it, it's pretty intense because I just looked at this and. Just like, say I wanted to go see Avatar tomorrow on a Monday. Now, I'm not going to, but I selected the 1245 show. First show of the day. Who the hell's going to see movies at 1245? So let's say that me and her wanted to go tomorrow on a Monday to see Avatar. For two tickets, they throw on a convenience fee plus taxes. It would be $25 for both of us to just go. That's without food, without drink, nothing. Just to watch the movie costs $25. Or a couple of months from now, I can rent it and watch it on my 75-inch television for five bucks. Bro, it's not really even a comparison, you know? Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because I, I enjoy movies. I mean, we, I mean, we were talking about this on our last podcast. I like watching all the Best Picture nominees, trying to see as many as we can. I mean, we'll go through every week and say, you know, did anything come out this week that we want to see? And it used to be, I mean, I, when I was in high school, I, I probably went to the movies every week. Or close to it. True that, true that. But, you know, I mean, it used to be, hell, you remember these days where 
when I was in high school, you could go to a matinee and I, it was like five bucks, if that. If that. It might have been like three something, I wanted to say. You know, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, this is super affordable. And now, like, the movie prices are sky high. I don't know. No, I mean, it, you're, you're actually not wrong because for the longest time, meaning probably two, three, four years, I used to take my kids to the movies all the time. Yeah. I mean, that used to be one of the things we do. I might pick them up from school at three o'clock because I had that reporter schedule. And we might hit a movie at, you know, three thirty or four o'clock, that last movie before the prices right. change. And I take them and does uh, two of them and we go eat, you know, eat. They could have whatever they wanted at the movies. And, you know, it, it really wasn't that big a deal because we did it often. I mean, very often. Uh, probably a couple times a month for sure. Right. And more than more than that in the summer. Actually, less more than that during the school year because I like to go in the middle of the day when ain't nobody there. But, you know, dude, you couldn't do that now. It costs too much. No, it's ridiculous. And that's part of the problem, and, and it's really unfortunate. And I think some theaters still do, like on Tuesdays or whatever, like there's a day of the week where the matinee pricing will be much cheaper. But then it's like, how many people, honestly, and, and you know, I know sometimes in, this, in the summers when kids are out of school, if one of the parents stays at home with them or something, you know, that helps out a little bit. But how many people on January 30th or 31st or whatever Tuesday is are going to go watch the noon showing of Avatar so that they can pay five bucks instead of nine bucks? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's not a lot. No. And it's I don't know. It, it's a it's a shame. But yeah, before Top Gun Maverick last summer, that is the only movie I saw in theaters in the year of 2022. And I don't know that I saw a movie in theaters in 2021. I'd have to go and look and see what came out. Because we would go, I would always take Maddox and we would see the Star Wars movies that came out. And then, yeah, Top Gun, I mean, that's, I mean, I just am not, I'm not real big on going to the movie theater anymore. Bro, I just don't, don't make no sense to me. There's a lot. It costs too much. You got to deal with people and everybody's making noise. The people who are on their phones or crinkling their little Twizzler package or whatever the crap they got to do in the middle of the quiet part of the movie. I don't know. I'd rather just sit at home and, and enjoy it here myself. Bro, that sounds like a winner to me. It does sound like a winner because there are a lot of good movies out there in the world of movies that you can watch and enjoy. So we will back with you guys on Wednesday. Todd Archer will join us. We'll get his thoughts and everything that's going on. And I'll be really curious to see what Todd's heard and what he's found out from everybody he talks to over there at the star in regards to the Cowboys moving forward without Kellen Moore and some of the changes that they've been making. And of course, start taking a look towards the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. And, you know, believe it or not, at some point we'll, we'll dive into a little Mavs and Stars. Although the Mavs, God, I don't know how often you've gotten to watch them. They are, they are one of the most frustrating teams that I can recall in forever as a team that will beat a team that you didn't see coming. I know Luka's hurt right now, and it's like, man, when he plays, it's all him. And then when he doesn't play, it's... Well, it feels like they have... Uh, they've had a bunch of injuries with Dorian Finney-Smith. They and, have. Uh, they've gone through some crap. Uh, but it seems to me like they're a poorly constructed roster again. Uh, just off the top of my head, uh, you know, I may check in with Chuck Cooperstein and see what I really, see if if I know what I really, or see if I don't know what I don't know. Uh, but I know they've been very frustrating. The stars have been terrific. 
Stars are awesome. I mean, uh, the Stars legit, legitimately can win the Stanley Cup this year. They are one of the best teams in hockey. And, you know, I was talking about this with one of my friends a week ago or so. You know, Peter DeBoer, who's their new head coach, this is a dude, this is kind of really weird. He is a guy that, for whatever reason, when he comes in and takes over a franchise, like, for whatever reason... He gets them like really deep into the fi- into the playoffs re- in year one. So this is his fifth head coaching stop. His first head coaching stop was in Florida, and he never did anything. His second head coaching stop, New Jersey Devils, lost in the Stanley Cup Finals his first year. In San Jose, lost in the Stanley Cup Finals in his first year. And with the Vegas Knights, in his first two seasons, they went to back-to-back conference finals before they lost. So this is wow. a guy, for whatever reason... His offensive philosophy, his energy, whatever it is, teams apparently just really, it really works the first, like, early on when he's with a, and and we're seeing it this year with Dallas. No, man. I mean, they've been playing terrific. So, you know, they've been scoring goals. Uh, Ottinger's been great in goal. Uh, They're getting contributions from the stars and and their role players. What, uh, you know, what else do you want except playoff success? Yeah, I don't know what it would be. I mean, this is a team. They, they literally right now lead the Western Conference in points. I mean, they're, they're very, very good. And you know what's crazy? Now, obviously here. Three overtime losses last week. Yeah, they, they have struggled. I think they're 3-10 and 10 outside of regulation this year. But yeah. what's interesting is I don't get to see the Stars play a lot, obviously, here in Birmingham. So every time they show them on TV, I try to watch them. I finally get a chance to watch him. Man, this must have been a week ago or so. It was on TNT. They were playing the Sharks, who are horrible. I mean, San Jose is one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. <laughs> They're up 3 nothing in the second period. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. This is a good game. I'm glad I got to watch this one. Within five <laughs> minutes, it's 3-3. Three to three. I was pissed, and I was like, well, I'm not going to watch the end. And plus, it was late because they didn't puck drop to like 930. So I go to bed, wake up the next morning and find out somehow the Stars, who are up 3 nothing, lose to the Sharks 5-3. to uh, Yeah, bro. That was a bit much, huh? Yeah, dude. And I was like, really? I was like, come on, guys. I, I don't get to see y'all play that much anymore. And this is what we're doing? But it is kind of cool. Ever since ESPN picked up hockey, because you see them on TNT now, and, and you see more ever since they – they've kind of advanced what hockey is now that there's a lot more national games. And so the stars have actually played. I've seen them. I think that was the fourth time I've seen them play this year. Cause they've been on national TV a couple of times, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, the, uh, I haven't seen, I've been reading about stars, obviously from this conversation, you can tell, uh, but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen them play. I haven't seen the Mavericks play. I've been reading about them, but, uh, the interesting thing is, man, when, when is, this whole thing about Bally's filing for bankruptcy. And I'm like, it serves you right. Like, yeah. I don't really have any sympathy for your company because you didn't. I mean, you, you, I don't care why it didn't work. You screwed your consumer. Yep. And so if you screwed your consumer, then, eh, you know, it's like whatever, dog. Yep. And, you know, I don't really care if it. That's kind of a selfish perspective, but I don't really even care if it screws up like the second half of the season in terms of watching it on TV because it was so bad anyway that you couldn't watch it. Yeah, it's it's you're you're correct. And I'm glad so I'm hoping as well. that this bankruptcy thing will will allow us to get it situated for next season. Uh, you know, cuz once the playoffs start everything will be on national TV anyway. 
Yep, that's exactly right. So, you know, I, w- I will give a heads up to everybody, and this is not for this week, obviously, with the stars, but coming up on Wednesday, February 8th, they'll be on TNT. And then that Saturday, February 11th, they're on ABC. So a couple of chances, uh, national television broadcast here coming up out of the All-Star break, which will be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm looking very much forward to that. <laughs> very much forward to that because they're going into the All-Star break right now. I think the All-Star game is next Saturday, as I recall. Believe it or not, we're already there. Wow. Shit. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's they are cruising towards it, but it'll be nice because, as you said, playoffs will be on national tv and they'll be in the playoffs so that's going to be badass and and obviously if you were wondering jason robertson of course the dallas stars um, all-star this year and very very deservedly so so that's the podcast my friends we'll be back at it again in a couple of days hope you guys have a great start to your week we'll talk to all of you again soon thanks for listening to the jam session podcast make sure to find us on instagram at jam session cast of course You can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy, Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.